welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Right outside the window of my office is a tree. It's kind of a young tree. The top of the tree is kind of in the line of sight of where I sit. I'm up on the second floor. And this tree looks really like bright green and healthy. Right on the top of the tree today, this last week of August, there are like five bright red leaves. The tree is already preparing to turn to to get ready for fall. And that's killing me a little bit. I love summer. I love being in the sunshine. I love being in the water. So Minnesota summer is absolutely blissful. It is like the whole city, the whole state, the whole part of the country is just euphoric to be able to play outside. And we've had such a lovely summer, lots of paddleboarding, barbecuing, hanging out on the roof of our house, which has a deck. But there are beginning to be these little signals that change is coming. And of course, these five red leaves are a sign that the tree is beginning to turn. And it will be beautiful when it turns. The trees around our house um, just put on this whole brilliant fashion show of yellow and orange and red. And it's a magical time of year. I also really love fall in Minnesota and the sense of coziness and things getting cool and the bright color and just the change in the air, the way that you get up early in the morning and you take that first breath when you walk outside and it just sort of like shocks the system a little bit, not in like an uncomfortable way, but in a like, oh, it's time to wake up way. So change is coming. And I, as a human character, logically, I really love change. I'm, I have a high level of openness to new experience, which is one of the, the big five personality factors. And so this sense of anticipation that a new season is coming is really, is really exciting for me. I really like that feeling, but I, I live with my husband included. I live with several people, some of my children that, um, that don't like that feeling that don't like change. that don't like the shift. And so as we have prepared our family to send kids back to school and be in a new schedule and have a few more parameters around how time is spent and where we need to be when and things like that, there's definitely been some resistance in our household around getting up on time, getting things organized. And... I'm trying to have deep empathy for that because as I said, I like change. Other people don't. I get it. So I've been really working to cultivate compassion and support for a particular one of my children who really doesn't like change and is really struggling with going back to school. Not because he's not happy at school, but because he's giving up the freedom and openness of summer. One thing that we do well, I think, as parents is to really protect our kids' time. And because we really deeply value creativity 
and innovation, there's there's really no way to cultivate that in kids or in grownups for that matter without giving them lots of open time to just sort of follow their fancy. So over the course of the last three months since they've been out of school, our kids have made numerous highly complicated board games. They've made whole worlds with clay. They've made hours and hours of stop motion movies. They have created imaginary worlds that take them, you know, in through the trees, through the garden, running around. They've done some summer camps, but mostly they've been home sort of unsupervised. You know, we kind of like peek out at them from time to time, but we give them a lot of free space and time. And it's one of the greatest gifts that we can give them, but of course, one of the greatest losses when it's time for school and it's time for the new challenges of being a learner in a more rigid way, I guess. I kind of hate to use that word about school, but it's not wrong. And of course, there are deep values in participating in traditional education, like helping kids learn how to be part of community, helping kids learn how they can be helpers, that they have something to contribute to a world outside of their own minds and their own families. Some of our kids go to traditional school. Some of them don't. Everyone has a different plan based on who they are and what they need. That creates, of course, a ton of chaos in our lives. I would not necessarily recommend that you have three different educational philosophies for three different children. It's it's not done us any favors as parents. But man, there's so much power in really trying to listen to what kids need in order to thrive. And also as a parent, recognizing that those needs shift. And sometimes you're, you're on the cutting edge of the shift. You're seeing before they do that it's time for a change to happen. And helping to support them through that change is is tricky stuff. It's kind of some of the, the ninja level skills of parenting. And I, I guess I see a lot of parallels between this experience of returning to school and anticipating the fall season and entering into new challenges and new ways of learning and new ways of being together. There's some parallels to a lot of the, the entrepreneurs that I work with in their businesses and the challenge of anticipating change with calm, whether that's a key employee going out on paternity leave or maternity leave, or whether that's the addition of, you know, five new team members. One of the things that I think entrepreneurs can do to their detriment is sloppy change, change that doesn't sort of anticipate how all the dominoes will fall. So say you are, you're growing. Hey, great problem to have. <laughs> you're, you're bringing on lots of new folks to your team and maybe doing that fairly quickly. But the, the challenge is to anticipate how all of the different touch points are going to be shaped by the addition of that new person. And really thinking carefully about how to best prepare each other team member for the entrance of this new person, how to learn about the, your new team member and like learn how to really use them well, learn how they communicate, learn how they share ideas, learn how to best listen to them and best acknowledge them. I think sometimes in the adrenaline-fueled frenzy of change, especially change that's happening fast, we can fail to do the emotional work of changing well. And that's really to our detriment. You know, I think 
going back to this, the school part of this, if we were to just toss our nine-year-old into his class next week and kind of be like, figure it out, kid, like kids go to school, that would not go well for him. I think we'd probably get a call from the principal within the first two weeks of school about some like outlandish behavior that he's using to communicate his deep stress and deep frustration. So changes to the team, I think, are, are one thing that really requires a lot of emotional nuance and care. And then I think the changes in our personal lives. Sometimes we can be really compartmentalized and assume that any any shifts, any ups and downs in whether it's the return of school for our children or um, an illness in our family or whatever kind of personal thing is happening with us, I think it can be easy to sort of say, oh, that's my home life. This is my work life. I'm going to keep them separate. But I do think that there are, there are ripples that go through all the parts of our life when something is stirring. And the balance is figuring out how to honor what's stirring, give it space to move and shift, give ourselves space to be affected. And again, this is positive or negative. It can be having a new baby, having a new hobby or a loss. Any of those things that shape our emotional life or the practical day-to-day parts of our life. When we steamroll that, when we say, oh, I'm heads down in the business right now, when we fail to give proper room and space for change to happen well, I think we risk some little ruptures within ourselves. We risk not being as focused as we could be otherwise. We risk not being creative. We risk not being as present and letting our neglect for ourselves create neglect for others. We risk just not being very present because we're spending half of our brain power processing a change that we're not really giving our full attention to. So one of the things that I like to do just in terms of simple practices is I like to spend a little bit of time thinking about where I feel unrest or where I notice change happening and think about what is required of me to help that change happen well, both within myself, within my business, and within my family. And that often means, at least for me, allocating time very carefully and intentionally. It means changing schedules so that I have some buffer time when kids get home from school to make sure that I am there or I'm the one picking them up so I can have those little check-in conversations, give some extra hugs. It means getting up earlier so I can make sure that all the sort of chores of the morning, making school lunches, making breakfast, clean up the kitchen, all of those things are done. So I have some extra emotional and conversation time to give to my kids when they are in the midst of change. I recently onboarded a new person to the Zen Founder team. Uh, her name is Brooke, and I mentioned her a couple times on the podcast, but she is fantastic, deeply, deeply skilled in areas of kind of marriage, romance, navigating partnerships as an entrepreneur. And she's going to come in and kind of take over all the couple's work that Zen Founder does. And it is a change for me to have her working with me. So I'm 
having to spend a little bit more time thinking about how to communicate well, how to make sure that she has what she needs, how to make sure that I'm empowering her and encouraging her and helping her make the connections that are going to help her thrive in, in this work. And I got to tell you, there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, I just, I just don't have time. I'm so busy. Like I just need to give you this list of things and you just need to do it. And like, you know, but that rush within me, I know is highly problematic for helpful, thorough, healthy change. And many of you know much more about onboarding a new employee than I do. So I'm glad for your deep wisdom about that. But mostly change is about creating space. And often that feels like the last thing that we have time and energy for. But it's so much better to do it on the front end and to do change well the first time than to spend three months dealing with a kid who's really unhappy in his class or three months dealing with an, with a new employee or partner in your business that is feeling disconnected and confused about how to be amazing at her work. So I sit in the same seat every day in my office and I will, um, I will be keeping tabs on this tree and watching the leaves change really almost one by one. I spend a lot of time staring at this tree and I am working to just really celebrate what this tree is doing as it moves from its summer skin to its fall skin and eventually its winter skin. And I get to be here to witness it, the metamorphosis of it, the change of it, the growth of it. So last thought, just take time to notice how you're changing, how the people around you are changing and take time to celebrate all that's being learned, the gains that are being made, the ways that you are being shifted and renewed each day and in each season of your life. Of course, if you are in the midst of great change or transition and are finding that to be painful or overwhelming, please reach out. I, or a member of my team, <laughs> would be happy to help walk through that with you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.